everyone. Welcome to Talking Tech. I'm Stephen Jolly. Great to have you with us wherever you're listening, perhaps through Vision Australia Radio, Associated Stations of RPH Australia, or maybe the Community Radio Network. There is also the podcast. If you haven't caught up with that yet, all you need to do is search for the two words Talking Tech and down it can all come, usually on a Tuesday afternoon, just after it's been produced. Another option is to ask your Siri device or smart speaker to play Vision Australia Radio Talking Tech Podcast. That's Vision Australia Radio Talking Tech Podcast, and it should all work out pretty nicely. With me, someone who can explain all this tech stuff pretty well, Vision Australia's National Advisor on Access Technology, David Woodbridge. David, let's start by talking about a webinar you had recently concerning one of your many favourite devices, the Apple Watch. Indeed, and as always, these Exploring Tech webinars are always the last Wednesday of the month. So in September, I did the Apple Watch, and it's now available as a YouTube demo uh, where you can basically you know, watch it and listen to it. And I had a few people ask me, can I also do an MP3 version because you can't speed up very well the YouTube video. So I decided to do an MP3 file, which is just straight audio, and that's up on my IC David would be our podcast feed. So you can listen to whatever speed you like, of course, in things like Overcast. And I, I, I sort of went through everything to do with the Apple Watch, including bands and what's available and how it all works and how you can use it for your well-being and your mental health and all that sort of cool stuff. So if you're interested, it goes for about 65 minutes and it's now, on, as I just said, on my personal AC feed. Yes, and we give that address at the end of the program as well. Uh, you've got another one coming up soon. That's right. So this is a webinar from or going to be from Humanware, which of course produce blind and low vision products. And the reason why I like about it this time around is I get to ask these folks questions as well on the webinar because I'm basically having them as co-hosts. So it should be a really good webinar and I'm really looking forward to keeping in mind that we've also got the Brilliant BX20 and the 40 to also talk about. So that's one thing that as a blind person and a Braille user that I'm personally really looking forward to. Sounds very good. And so people can easily uh, register to join that one um, at the end of the month or they'll be able to listen to it on, on the archive, like with the Absolutely. Apple Watch yes. one you were just talking about. Yep. Talking of Apple Watches, the Apple Watch Series 7 is on its way. Yes, pre-order came into effect, as I say, last week, and they're available to pick up, if you like, or to come through the mail uh, this week as we're speaking on the Friday. And so what we've got now, there's the good old Apple Watch S3, which is, of course, Wi-Fi only. The S6 is gone. Now it's just the SE and the S7. So if you're thinking of upgrading to a new watch now, then it's, you would really go from the S3 to the S7 because as far as I still know, the SE doesn't have the ECG function. Um, and I don't think it has the blood oxygen one feature either, which I could be wrong about. But literally, if you want a full-blown Apple Watch, then get the S7. Um, the SC is sort of like the, the baby sister or brother, and I just don't know why you would want to go for the cheaper version when the S7's already there waiting for you. So but they're the three watches, S3, SE, and S7. Tell me about Chrome and Windows. This was an interesting one. Now, look, I only saw this in a couple of articles, so I'm assuming it's true, but 
Um, I noticed on Twitter over the weekend that uh, Google was warning people not to use Google Chrome for the moment, particularly on Windows, mainly in the US and mainly for people that were downloading cracked copies of games. Because apparently what was happening is the people would download the cracked game get a little applet running on their PC. And of course that would go back and contact the developer of the cracked supposed game. And of course that would then allow the naughty people tend to have a backdoor into that person's computer. So basically malware, if you like. Now they didn't mention anything about the Mac. Um, they didn't mention it anywhere else in the world, but they just said as a caution, if using Windows, probably for the moment until Google says yay or nay, uh, as a security prevention thing, uh, just be very cautious about using Google Chrome. Or if you're on Windows anyway, then, you know, why not use Firefox or why not use Microsoft Edge, which, of course, is based on the Chromium engine anyway. Um, so you might be safer that way. And, of course, as far as the Mac's concerned, like I just said, they didn't talk about the Mac. Um, but, you know, on the Mac, you can, again, use Microsoft Edge, Chrome if you want, and, of course, Safari. Now, GPS, Good Maps. Tell us about all that. Yeah, so the company, which is called Good Maps, they're known for their indoor navigation software. Um, and what they've done is they've bought out the Sendero Group, GPS app, which here in Australia is basically based or is the Guide Dogs New South Wales ACT GPS app. So when you now look for it on the App Store, it'll be the Good Maps Outdoor app. And I've been using it over the weekend. And look, it's 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 pretty good. What I normally say to people, though, is like if you've been using a, a GPS app, particularly on the iPhone, it's been your favourite. For example, my favourite one or my favourite two ones is actually Soundscape and Blind Square because with Blind Square in particular, I can control the app via my Aftershocks or my Bose frame sunglasses by just pressing the button on the side of the, the frames and I can cycle through a sort of an automatic menu. Uh, but look, Good Maps sort of works as a general GPS app. So if you've used things like Lazarello, it's sort of similar to that. And of course, if you use Guide Dogs New South Wales ACT, it's basically the same app, but it's just been updated to be held by Good Maps. Um, but look, it's free. Have a play. They've also said there's a free version coming out for Android very, very soon. So that's something I'll also get excited about. But uh, if you've got any comments on it, please let me know. Um, you can always email me at david.woodbridge at visionaustray.org and just let me know what you think about the app and its fact that it's free now and you don't have to pay a subscription anymore. Talking of Blind Square... I reckon I first used it back in around 2014. So uh, it's tried, it's true, it's still there. It has. And look, what I noticed, and I don't know this was because it was just the day I was using it, but um, Good Maps was sort of roughly about 50 metres to 100 metres about where I was walking away from me, whereas Blind Square was basically dead on. So I don't know if it's because they're using a different... Um, GPS engine or they're using different maps but I found Blind Square at least over the weekend in a couple of 5k walks um, Blind Square was certainly more accurate but you know that was only just one go over the weekend but I'll keep people posted I'll keep using it for the next couple of weeks and I'll, I'll let folks know on the program. Let's flip back to the Apple Watch now a fantastic app you've turned up it's really a toy I reckon but it's fantastic Streamlets. 
I know. So this is an app where you can stream uh, radio stations from around the world, including good old ABC 702 here in Sydney, uh, straight to the watch. And what's cool about it is that it actually uses the internal speaker of the watch. So you don't actually have to wear Bluetooth headphones uh, or use a Bluetooth speaker. It's basically the speaker. It does drain the battery of the watch quite dramatically because you are streaming and using the speaker in the watch. And like you said, Stephen, it's, it, it is a bit of a gimmick. But look, I was watching the car on the weekend and rather than having my headset on, I was actually playing the the channels. I think it was a chill out one uh, through the watch. And it was just cool that I could actually do it that way. So I don't know how often I'll be using it, but uh, it's there if you want it. So again, it's Streamlets, L-E-T-S. And uh, thanks to Graham Innes, I'm naming him this time. Uh, he brought it to my attention. So when you're out in the park having a picnic with your friends and somebody says, what's the cricket score? Don't just get the score off your watch, but... Let it start playing. and Exactly. It'll, it'll yeah, blow their it. minds. That's it. <laughs> that's right. You can show off. Now, this is an interesting week because Apple's Siri is, believe it or not, 10 years old. I know. It's amazing how time goes by, isn't it? Because this came about because of the iPhone 4S. And, of course, I rushed out like everybody else did and bought an iPhone 4S just to use Siri. And if you don't know what Siri is, I feel it's funny I've been explaining what Siri is. Is the, It's a personal assistant for your iPhone. And as you just said, it's been around for 10 years. I don't think it's developed as, as much as it probably could over the last 10 years compared to where um, Amazon and, and Google personal assistants have gone. But when you consider all the things that you can do with Siri, and if you ever go back and listen to the keynote when they did the 4S and Siri, it's just amazing. I mean, you get your weather, it could send your mail, it could send your emails, it could do your reminders, messages, uh, it could do maps, restaurants, all that sort of really, really cool stuff. And, you know, it has got better with the voice dictation. Of course, the voice control is sort of part of Siri-ish. Um, the voices have got better. We've got H-E-Y Siri now. You can type to Siri rather than just speak into it. So, look, you know, overall, it, it definitely has improved. Um, and as we all know, or for the people that have been following the, the, the recent events where Apple didn't tell anybody they were taking out some fairly major Siri functionality to do with sending and receiving and reading emails, the same for messages, and it's also for checking your recent phone calls and your voicemail. Um, and a couple of users sort of wrote to Apple and then published it on Twitter and a few other places and said, you know, what have you done? Uh, this function doesn't no longer work in, you know, iOS 14 or 15. And Apple basically wrote back and said, oh, look, you know, we, we, we're going to do some work to make more stuff on Siri on your local device so it's faster, which indefinitely it is now. Uh, so rather than going to the server all the time, which is what Siri used to do. Um, so, you know, that's really great that they respond and let people know. But I think it's extremely naughty that Apple <laughs> didn't didn't tell people up front that that's what they're doing. But just um, just a very quick thing that uh, story I'd like to tell was when I first started using Siri, there was apparently a limit on the amount of words you could use when you sent somebody an iMessage. So I think it was 25. And I remember talking to my Apple contact at the time and saying, what do you mean it's only 25 words? I've got to use more than 25 words if I'm explaining to my taxi driver where to pick me up. And within two weeks, they'd actually increased the uh, the limit from 25 to something else ridiculous. So if you keep giving feedback, um, things do change. And I just like the fact that those some of those consumers out there 
took time to talk to Apple and Apple talked back. So, yeah. you know, from that point of view, it's great. But look, Siri, I couldn't do without Siri. I mean, I use it on my iPhone and my watch all the time. So even though it's not as amazingly amazing as the other two, it's still an extremely good personal assistant. And with those uh, recent features stopping, I guess there was a lot of talking suddenly going on with inside Apple and the communication might be better. And we'll get it all back right again in time. Correct. And look, I would say initially it's going to be the, the basic stuff to do with, I think it's messages and a few other ones, but some of the more complicated ones might take a, a month or two to come back. But hopefully by the end of the year, it'll be all back to quite normal again. You're very excited about Amazon Fire TV. I am. And look, people might remember, geez, a couple of months ago, I think, now maybe it was about seven or eight months ago, I got a Fire TV stick light. And I said at the time I couldn't use it in Australia because it wouldn't let me do the English Australia. It would only do me, let me do English US. And if I tried to do that, it would catch me up and say I was in Australia. Well, I've just bought an Amazon Fire TV 4K. And I must say, compared to the Chromecast with Google TV, this is absolutely brilliant. I've been watching Netflix on it. Of course, I can access Apple TV on it. It's a lovely interface. It's very responsive. The speech is great. So it's a lovely experience. So if you're after a plug-in, quote, TV streaming stick, then I would certainly have a look at the uh, Amazon Fire TV 4K. Absolutely fantastic. Does it cost much? I want to say about $90. So maybe it was a little bit more, a little bit less, but no. So you get the little stick a cable to plug into your TV and a remote. And like I just said, it just works absolutely beautifully. Very good. Now, before we go, a reminder of where people can find details of what you've been talking about in this and previous programs. Indeed. So as always, you can get the full show notes on my IC podcast, which is davidwoodbr.podbean.com. davidwoodbr.podbean.com. And to write to the program... You can write to me at Vision Australia where I work, of course, which is david.woodbridge, how it sounds, at visionaustralia.org. david.woodbridge at visionaustralia.org. This has been Talking Tech. With me has been David Woodbridge, Vision Australia's National Advisor on Access Technology. I'm Stephen Jolly. Take care. We'll talk more tech next week. See you.